touch Barton, not until I make him kill you. Slowly, intimately, in every way he knows you fear. And then he'll wake just long enough to see his good work. And when he screams, I'll split his skull. This is my bargain, you mewling quim. You're a monster. <laughs> oh, no. You brought the monster. So, Banner. That's your play. What? Loki means to unleash the Hulk. Keep Banner in the lab. I'm on my way. Send Thor as well. Thank you for your cooperation. Once again, Popheads, members of Pophead Nation, welcome aboard. This is issue 172 of the Tomcast Popcast, coming to you from a closet deep in an alcove in the Red Room. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please make sure you're following us on the social media, at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. We like those likes. So like our likes. Email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And please, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all your friends, family, loved ones, enemies, people who owe you 20 bucks, whatever. Let them know, like, hey, there's this cool podcast I'm listening to. You should check it out. It's the TomCast Popcast, because they're breaking down all the good stuff in pop culture. And that's what we're all about here on the show. If you're listening on, on Apple Podcasts, and you can take the time and you have the inclination to do so, please make sure you write a five-star review. Those are the best and easiest ways to A, support the show, and, and, and B, uh, spread the word about what we're doing because it punches the algorithm right in the crotch. Right, and it's 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 just low-hanging fruit. Just bop, 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 bop. And that's what we need. That is what we need to defeat the algorithm. So, yes, welcome once again into a new episode of the TomCast Podcast. We are so excited to be here. We have a big big special show for you today because uh you know it's been a little it's been about a week as we're getting ready to record for this episode uh since the black widow movie was finally released in theaters and on disney plus uh and and we are dying to get into this movie we want to talk about this it has been a long time since we've had a a cinematic entry to the marvel universe and we can't wait to talk about it with, with all of you fine fine listeners right now we're gonna be linking up with our good friend, our frequent collaborator, uh, the the one of the one of the one of the hosts of the CoSG podcast, the Come On Is So Good podcast, the movie podcast that we are big fans of here on the Tomcast podcast. We're gonna be linking up with Reagan in a little bit to get his thoughts on the movie. We're gonna have a nice little discussion about the highs and lows and uh, the 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 road in between for for Natasha and Yelena and Alexi and Melina. Uh, you know. We're we're gonna parse it out, and it's gonna be spoilerific, spoiler spoilerific. So like, this is your alert right now, that the spoiler alert is on. 
the, the sounder is out there. And yeah, brace for it because we're getting into all that good stuff in the Black Widow. Make sure you have watched the movie before you listen, listen to this episode of the show because we are getting into all of it. That being said, before we do get into it, we have to thank the people who help keep the lights on for this podcast, help this, this show continually improve and, and get better and better every episode. And those are the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, gain access to the sweet, 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 sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff, co-hosting the Ring in Ear, a great music podcast with a huge back catalog. Please check it out. Uh, thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. You know, I don't like the way I said that. So thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles. I'm a little better, a little better. I'm a little off today, a little off. I'm going to work on it. The Squid Master General, Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Our very own Joker and Holly Quinn, Brian and Chris of Pride Brewing Company. Here in San Diego, California, coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. Brace for Impact Baltimore. You're going to get it. It's going to be amazing. And of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so much for being members of Patreon Nation or Pophead Nation via Patreon. You are the best. And like I said, let's get into it. Let's break this down. Let's talk about Black Widow, a movie that was delayed over a year because of the pandemic. And we are finally getting it now via Disney Plus for premiere, uh, premiere access or for people who are, are going out into the theaters. Uh, so, yeah, everyone, basically you have an option. Whatever you're comfortable, comfortable with, you can do. You can watch Black Widow right now. And here is the review. Now, before we get into it, you know what you have to do. If you're a longtime listener or if you're new, let's break it down. You sit down, you buckle up, you hold on to your butts, and you buckle up again. Let's go. You're going to be all right. Do you know why it's going to be all right? Because my girls are the toughest girls in the world. You're going to take care of each other, okay? And everything. Everything's going to be fine. One more quick interruption before we get into the actual conversation. I want to make sure we get the credits out there. Black Widow, directed by Kate Shortland, written by Eric Pearson, based on a story by Jack Schaefer from WandaVision, and Ned Benson, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, Ray Winstone, and Olga Karolinko. Yeah, and we're going to get into all that right now. So here we go. This is the conversation. We'll play one more clip, and then it's this conversation. We're chatting with Reagan from the Koji podcast. So yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Here we go. Why do you always do that thing? Do what? That thing you do when you're fighting. The, like the... This this thing that you do when you whip your hair when you're fighting with the arm and the hair and you do like a fighting pose. It's a yeah. It's a fighting pose. You're a total poser. You're not a poser. <laughs> oh come on! I mean, they're great poses, but it does look like you think everyone's looking at you like all the time. All that time that I spent posing, I was trying to actually do something good to make up for all the pain and suffering that we caused. Trying to be more than just a trained killer. Well, then you were fooling yourself. Because pain and suffering is every day, and we are both still a trained killer. Except I'm not the one that's on the cover of a magazine. 
I'm not the killer that little girls call their hero. All right, joining me via the power of the internet, all the way from Laurel, Maryland, the the the, the you you consider yourself the host or the just just a co-host of the CoSG podcast? How do you feel about it? I'm a co-host. I'll, I'll give them some credit. You give them some credit. All right. Well, we got a co-host from the CoSG podcast, the Come On Is So Good Pod. Reagan is here once again to regale us with wisdom, knowledge, and insight in regards to Black Widow. How you doing today, bud? Good, man. How you doing? Greetings, programs. I feel like you. Oh. I feel like you are. You're ahead of me. You probably watched the movie 14 times. Uh, that's good news. That's exciting. <laughs> I only watched it three times the first weekend. All right, so I'm uh, assuming that means that you you did the Disney the Disney I, premiere access. Yes, it fed right into my supreme laziness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my, my wife's out of town, so it would have just been. I guess I could have gone with one of my brothers, but once it's so lazy and it's so convenient <laughs> to have it right in your house. Yeah, like I went and picked up a pizza, and then I turned the TV on and was watching a movie. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. I did the same thing, Premier Access, because I I looked at my my kind of the way my work schedule fell and when I was going to have the availability to go to the theaters. And it would have been today, the day we're recording, it would have been the first chance I had to go to the theaters to see it. But I was like, well, if I go to the theaters to see it today, I can't record a podcast about it today. So I was like, pay the 30 bucks. I've watched it twice. So I'm like two thirds of the way to paying my, my, $30 $30 worth of, of uh, value. And uh, yeah, I'm right on, I'm on target, though. I'll be watching it again. When you were watching it, did you feel that you it would have been better on a big screen? Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. I definitely had that feeling. I was like, uh, it kind of sucks that my screen's not big enough to hold this movie. But I am at home in my jammies or whatever I was wearing at the time. I, I, I'm very confident I will get to it in the theaters. Uh, I, I mean, I've pretty much have, I've, I've seen every Marvel Cinematic Universe entry in theaters with the, with the I think the only one I didn't see was Hulk, the the uh, the one with your boy in it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking Wait, what, about. Ed Norton? What did Ed, he do? Yeah, Ed Norton. He's just your boy he, in general. Oh, now I'm so terrified. All this your boy stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I, oh no! What did Norton do? I think that was the only Marvel Cinematic entry I didn't make to the theater to see uh, for I, reasons I don't even recall now. It was so long ago. Uh, but yeah, I'll get to, I'll get to see Black Widow in theaters. I will make up for it at some point. But the convenience made up for it. And again, I've been able to watch it twice. And I I don't know how you are about Marvel movies, but when I watch them the first time around, I'm very like analytical about them i'm sort of like trying to like see what they're doing and 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 see what's going to come next and process the whole thing and then like oh well they're going to go in this route or they're going to go follow this thread or or whatever and so it kind of takes away from my enjoyment and then i watch it the uh, second time around and I, I much i like it much more oh no i watch it like you do the second time i turn everything off i don't think about where they're going i let them take me on a journey and then i watch it again and pick it apart <laughs> Okay, so we do a little bit of a flip flop there, yeah. which is which might become which which might come in handy for our our breakdown, our review here of Black Widow. Uh, so let me ask you. I mean, the the big question overall. I mean, you watched it three times. I feel confident in your answer, but overall, what did you think of the flick? Eh. No, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the mean, misdirect, it's... the classic Reagan misdirect on that one. Yeah, it, it's a Marvel movie. You had me at hello. Sure. 
you know, it, it's a Black Widow movie, which I've been waiting for for two years. It, the, the only thing is, I, I mean, I assume we're talking about spoilers here. Yeah, 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 we can get, yeah. I, I announced that already. We're getting into it all. Go ahead. All right. So I'll just start with the Taskmaster. Oh, all right. Which, which I had no knowledge of before mm-hmm. the trailer came out. And I was like, oh, let me read about this guy. So were you upset that they did a ginger switch uh, and, and did like a Deadpool from Wolverine Origins with the character? I was not upset by a gender switch. I wasn't I wasn't annoyed by that or or like changing the identity of the Taskmaster. I was more annoyed with they they sort of just turned Taskmaster Task Taskmaster into <laughs> sort of like a, a, a Terminator analog. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like program based. I like the idea of a character who had like this super eidetic memory and would just watch like Captain America and Winter Soldier and Hawkeye and, and you know all the superheroes in the world and just learn all their moves so he would know how to fight them. I'm you know, you want to gender swap him for the story? Cool. But keep that part intact. I didn't like the whole Terminator kind of like I am a cyborg now, basically. Yeah, and I wish that she had like more care. There's a little bit of um, she fights like Captain America a little bit. Mm-hmm. She well, fights like Black Panther a Black little Panther bit at the end in the third act. Yeah, but there was like no Hulk. She didn't really do anything like Hawkeye. I wish she did more well, Avengers she, moves. She did shoot a bow and arrow at one point. Eh. <laughs> but I mean, the other problem with it was, you know, I'm watching the movie as as this opening. And I, I love the opening of the flick because it, it was like an episode of the Americans. And I was like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I'm watching the Americans all over again. This is this is awesome. <laughs> they, these like, you know, covert deep sleeper Russian spies in America, in middle America, you know, doing whatever the KGB has them doing or whatnot. And then they're on the run. They're exposed. And it's shield tracking them down. And they're trying to make their escape to Cuba. So I was all <laughs> in on that. And, and, you know, that was great. And it's super, super I don't know how I got on this track already. I'm already lost my train of fucking thought. But, but you know, you have like a kind of realism, and then you have like this again. Taskmaster just kind of shows up as this program. Yeah, and it just has a chip in her head. Yeah, and it just bummed me out. I was like, oh, I thought we were gonna have something more kind of grounded, like the way this this movie started. Right. Right. And again, so, okay, it, oh, I'm sorry. I, you know what? I, I know where I was trying to go. After okay. you have that that Americans esque opening, you have the credit sequence with Natasha getting all of her training, and the credits are playing. And you're seeing the cast roll out, and then you see Olga Karolinko in there, and you're like, "Oh, who's she in this fucking movie?" And then you're like, so, "Oh, Taskmaster." I didn't know. I wasn't looking at the names. Thankfully, I just don't <laughs> really pay attention. I'm just watching the, you know, and then it was what Nirvana. Yes, and I wanted to ask you about that too because that seems to be a thing as well. Taking Nirvana songs, slowing them down, and then putting them in trailers, and then in this one, obviously, as the opening credits for a movie. Like, what the fuck's up with that trend? I, I thought this trend was over like five years ago. <laughs> no, because the Batman trailer. Or is it coming back again? No, the Batman one did the same thing with uh, I think it was "Come as You Are." Well, like, do you remember that show Defiance that was on Sci-Fi? That was a video game and a TV I mean, show. Yeah, barely, barely. It's they were doing that in that show. So whenever that was out, that's when that was a thing to me. You know, I feel like you and I should start a group that just does like, you know, spoken word versions of Allison Chain songs, and we'd be huge, <laughs> huge. They'd put us in all the movie trailers. We we have bank. 
We can get big work. We could do the new Suicide Squad trailer. Like trailer number four when that comes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like, we'll take a grunge song, like, you know, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden. You know, screaming for trees, whatever, and we'll just uh, we'll just do like a spoken word version. Get real yes. deep, real emotional. Spoon man, come together with your hands. Spoon man, <laughs> there it is. The drama, the tension, unfathomable. Someone cut that together with some Suicide Squad jumpies. It'll <laughs> be good. Exactly. No, uh, honestly, like like Taskmaster is my my biggest gripe about the flick. I kind of shelved it though because i was enjoying the film so much mm-hmm. um that i could just kind of like let it be i was like well all right it's not the taskmaster i want but it's serviceable it's not that big so does taskmaster talk in the comics oh like, yeah no, it's like has, a real person he has a real person he's a real person he has a real personality um you know he's he's quite glib uh, a little boastful at the same time well if you could do everything you see you probably would be so that yeah. makes sense well, the, the, I, I don't know if you're Producer E, who is the comic book aficionado on your podcast. I don't know if he's yes. made you aware of the era when, when Norman Osborn was sort of running the Avengers. We've talked about it, but not since like Fal- Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I believe we, we were talking about that. With the, the Zemo and uh, the Dark Avengers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah. Dark Avengers were like the main team, but like Norman Osborn had all these uh, uh, smaller units that were being trained, all these young up-and-coming superheroes, and they were being trained by Taskmaster. And, uh, oh, okay. It was, it was some really cool stuff as, as, as uh, he was putting them through the works. because. Uh, so was he training them to fight like Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk? Well, he was basically like, like I have all these powers. Can you defeat me? Come up, right? Step okay. up, and okay. Know, I didn't all... know if you'd be like, "Look, we're gonna go fight Hulk. I'm gonna fight like Hulk. You learn how to beat me." No, he was all about unpredictability. Oh, uh, okay. There's actually a great issue of Deadpool where Deadpool fights off against Taskmaster, okay. and and uh, the only way Deadpool can beat him is by basically like breakdancing and confusing him. <laughs> he breakdance fights to win. Basically, yeah, because like Taskmaster's like, "I don't know what you're doing. This is uh, this. I don't know. <laughs> wh- I don't know what's happening right now." Yeah, he's Star Lords, am I get it? Yeah, it's 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 sort of like that. <laughs> he just mixes ten thousand different things that aren't really fighting moves, but then uh, a swift uppercut. <laughs> yeah, and he wins. And again, in the comics, Taskmaster also has like a really cool like skull mask. So hard to hard to top. I like that Taskmaster look. I think the look is. I, I thought she looked good. I think the look is good. I, I but I did become you know it and it. it I know we're focusing on Taskmaster here, as opposed to the rest of the movie, but it did make me wonder about like Death Dealer in in uh, mm-hmm. Shang Chung, Shang Chi, right? Yeah, like, right. Like, like it are, looks awesome. Yeah, it looks great. But like, is that going to be something we're super hyper focused on, and will be a little underwhelming when, when we get it? I don't think so, because in the first trailer, he they. He, she, I don't know at this point. Right, we don't know. Was yeah. in the first trailer so much. I'd be really disappointed if that character was in it for 12 seconds and <laughs> gets 10 ringed in the face and is gone. <laughs> or it just, it's, it's, you know, I, again, it's a smaller character. So, like, the revelation of who it is underneath the mask may not be as, you know, shocking or, or, or revelatory. But, uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very curious if this is going to be a thing that, we see in September when we check out uh, Shang Chung. Shang- Jesus. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying it that way. Sorry. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than Taskmaster, though, like, like and again, Taskmaster's fine in the movie. My my only yeah. like, little nit to pick was the computer programming part of it. I didn't like that. I wanted the memory thing. I wanted the, I can just watch you fight, and I'm going to be able to be your mirror. I like that more. Yeah. But otherwise, I I really, overall, I really dug this flick, especially the second time around where I just sat back and watched it and let it all kind of come at me. Mm-hmm. I love the flick. I think Scarlet's great. It feels a little overdue to, for for Scarlet oh, to have her own. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And and um, the other thing I thought too is like I was I was surprised at the timeline we were in. You know, between Civil War and uh, in uh, Infinity War, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're in a much smaller stretch of space than I thought we were. Like I thought we might be further back in her timeline to when she was more prominently a Russian agent, right? You know, I thought we might get nope. more over the the the, the, the uh, defection, or you know, like the whole like you know, we get a little bit of the Budapest story, or right. I mean, it's basically explained, but I thought it might be a bigger deal in this flick. And and I'm okay with what they did. I I, I but you know, I think you and I have speculated on the, on prior episodes of the show, like oh maybe Taskmaster is like Hawkeye, or maybe Taskmaster is the Winter Soldier. You know, and like yeah. obviously, once you find out it's in that time frame, you're like oh well, none of that's going to happen now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> nope. It's none of those people, unless it's a clone. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, could have been, I guess, interesting, but yeah. They or an get... LMD or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. I what... don't think they want to get to that in the movies just yet. Were, were you, I mean, I don't know. How'd you feel about, about like, when it was set? Were you cool with it being between the two flicks, between Civil War and Infinity War? Or do you, I don't know. I, I... I guess I guess I'm just asking how you felt about that. I, I was fine with it being there. I really thought it was going to be after um, the Winter Soldier because she goes away at the end of that movie to to find herself. Yeah. So that's you know watching the trailer, I was like, oh, that's when this is because she leaves everybody behind and then has to go back and be an Avenger. But it, it makes sense. I was fine with it being where it was. Yeah, I think ultimately it, it did end up making a ton of sense, especially for the story they were trying to tell when they were trying to tell it. And I, again, I, I love that Americans esque opening with her being part of like a sleeper family mm-hmm. you know, in Ohio in the '90s. Something yeah, about she's... that just kind of connected with me. I was like, "Oh, I'm I'm into this. This makes a ton of sense." Oh, what was the daughter's name? Paige. Was the daughter in the Americans Paige? Yeah, it was Paige. Yes. Yeah, I stopped watching in season three. What? So was... How dare the you? Tony Kornheiser episode is the last episode of the Americans I've watched. How he says, what you? a shot. And I was like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> never went back. You missed, you missed out. I'm sure. Phenomenal it was always television. them almost getting caught and then getting away. Phenomenal and then almost getting tele- caught and then getting away. television. You missed out okay. on the Americans. Watch it. I, I recommend it highly. It's one of my favorite shows. But, I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, let's get into that family dynamic. When we were first introduced to Natasha... And her sister Yelena, mm-hmm. uh, and and Alexi and Melina—they're all living in America. Um, what did you think of that dynamic? Like, like, I don't know. How did you feel about seeing Dick David Harbour in his like '90s toupee? And all I liked it stuff. in the toupee. I liked him, like not as much. It's I really love him in this movie, and I was like, sure, sure, more of this. <laughs> I mean, I meant you know I, I messed up because I meant to introduce you as our, as our very own Crimson Dynamo. Oh, nice. Because, I mean, I'll that's basically it. what you are. I mean, you are our Russian equivalent of Iron Man. Nice. <laughs> I'll cheap, take it. A cheap knockoff the of the real deal. 
or is it just in the Running Man, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? The guy, the light bright guy, isn't he something Dynamo? I think he's just Dynamo, isn't he? Is he just Dynamo? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to be that guy. Light bright Dynamo. <laughs> I don't want to be light bright Dynamo. I, 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 again, I love that opening and introducing us to like this family that's not a real family. They're, they're spies. And then, you know, we, we jump ahead and we find out what timeline we're in. I, I know I'm a little bit all over the place. I apologize. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. hey, it's fun. <laughs> it is. What did, what did you think of Natasha and Yelena as kids in the beginning of the flick? Like, were you into that? Were you, were, were you sort of buying it? You know, because like, for a big chunk of this movie, Natasha's like, it's not real. It didn't happen. It wasn't important. But you're, right. you know, it, it sort of contradicts what you saw at the beginning of the flick. I, I, I knew, you, you know she's lying about this wasn't real. It's just something that Natasha tells herself to compartmentalize. Losing, the, especially the way she loses her sister. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was real because the way she protects her in Cuba. You're right, right. Like where she's trying to kill soldiers. Yes. Gets that gun. Mm. Basically telling I'm going to shoot all of you in the face. But I do have a question. Yeah. Why would they not keep using this team to attack? They have a Captain America super soldier at the height of the Cold War. We're going to talk about that later. I have questions about that too. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Let me ask you right now. You know, we're, we're already all over the place. Uh, uh, a form and function have gone out the window. Let's, yeah. just, talk about, <laughs> let, let's just talk about David Harbour's uh, uh, Alexei, a.k.a. the Red Guardian. Russia's yes. first super soldier. We, you know, when we catch up, and only, yes, first and only. And when we catch up with him uh, in in current time for the film, he's in prison. Uh, uh, Drakov has, for whatever reasons, turned on him, sent him to prison where he can just be a guy arm wrestling folks uh, mm-hmm. for for various reasons. Love he, that scene. He's telling that story about fighting mm-hmm. Captain America, and I wanted to know your take on that scene. Like, I think he fought one of the other. I don't think he fought. He didn't fight Steve um, Rogers. Not Steve Rogers. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier. I, Isaac? So you're, Isaiah? I, you're, so you're thinking Isaiah was active in like the 80s, right? I, or it's another. See, that's what I wanted. That That is the thread I wanted to pull He on. fought somebody. There were, I, I want to believe that at some point, and this may be something that is a, a, a plot thread for the future Captain America films, but that the United States government tried to replicate Captain America through the decades. Yeah, why and would then we stop? Yeah, and then eventually, like, whatever cap of that time faces off against Alexei, Red Guardian, for these nuclear codes that he's talking about in this prison story. Like, I want that so badly to happen. So did he kill that when he kicked him off? He used his shield against him, kicked him off. So maybe that Captain America just died there. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, he says, like, he kicked him out the window with his shield, and, and then he makes his escape with the nuclear codes. In the comics, how many other Captain Americas are there besides Sam and Bucky? Not many, but uh, other than like they're the there's sort of like the one in the middle that was in like the fifties and sixties, and and mm-hmm. uh, he was. Uh, I, I don't want to go down that road, but yes, there is one Captain America that is widely considered to be like the the crazy Cap, and and he was sort of uh. handled at a certain point. <laughs> before our cap sort of popped back into into continuity, but again, you know, Marvel comic books have that sort of fluid timeline so just because cap returned in the 60s by our standards it means cap returned in like the 90s or maybe even right. the, two, the, the 2000s now even because they yeah. kind of keep it relevant but I, I like the idea that there that in the marvel cinematic universe there were multiple attempts 
to to bring a new Captain America into things. And this Alexi did face off with a, a, a variation of Captain. Not to well, borrow from Loki, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, all Cap basically. Right. Well, that's what uh, Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk was about. He was trying to invent the Super Soldier Serum. Exactly. Yeah. And and um, Abomination. Oh, what's what's Abomination's name in the movies? Tim Roth. It's not Tim Roth. I mean, it is Tim Roth, but it's not Tim Roth. It's Mr. Orange. Now, you caught, you, you caught me off guard with that question. I don't have the answer yeah. for that right now. Yeah. It, but, you know, he he's Super Soldier, and he's apparently back. Yeah. Yeah, this, I mean, according to... The She-Hulk show and Shang-Chi, apparently. Shang-Chi trailer, yeah, exactly. If that is him in the trailer. It could just be another monster that looks exactly like the Abomination. So let me, let me, let me rock your world for a minute here, all right? All right. In the comic books, at one point... Black Widow is actually married to the Red Guardian. I did read that. And I was like, oh, I'm glad he's her father <laughs> in this movie. Again, that, that fluid timeline of Marvel, you know, where they're like, oh, at one point, this person's married. Now, now they won't talk about it anymore because, like, that would date the character too much. You know, so it's like, the, the, you know, everything kind of shifts a little bit. Right, I you know I we haven't even talked about Yelena yet, and 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 kind of how she gets done dirty in the comic books, but I do kind of want to shift as 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 the movie shifts because you know when we shift to modern times, you know it's it's Natasha after Civil War, Secretary of State Ross is hunting her down, mm -hmm. which by the way, what kind of jurisdiction does he have because he's in like all these European countries and he's still the Secretary what? of State for the U.S. government, right? He's running the Sokovia Accord uh, Tribunal, isn't he? Yes, but I mean, does that mean that he can just show up in whatever country he it, wants? He's still it, a no, any state. country that signed the Accords. I guess that, that seems like loosey goosey politics to me. Like there should well, be an equivalent in each country that can go and track well, down these these agents. Well, that's why when she says, "I don't think Ross has jur jurisdiction here," right? She must be in a country that didn't sign the Accords. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, rough. <laughs> I'm, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here. Like it makes sense to me. It was the one question I had about the third act, where I was like, I was like, why did they even bother to contact him? I don't even understand. Like, 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 who cares what Ross thinks? And like, like, how does Ross have any sway in Russia? And he just showed with a force of like government agents to apprehend X, Y, and Z. I think Russia definitely signed the accords. Again, I just they feel made like the Winter Soldier. They I, got him to a make. I feel like you have a liaison. And like Ross doesn't need to be there because he is. I feel like it's conflicting governmental policies. But I, I, you know, Marvel red tape. I don't understand. You know, the TVA is much better with bureaucracy than I am. So we'll let it go. I mean, if you watch that, it kind of falls apart. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but that's where, that's where we find Natasha, and that's also where we catch up with Yelena at the same time, running a mission in another country. From a a a a, uh, a former Black Widow has developed a, I don't know, like a, like an aerosol solvent, whatever it is, that will uh, deprogram them because they're being now then now they're being it's not brainwashing and manipulation it's like an actual chemical compound that is helping Drakov control their minds, and that's how we meet Yelena, and and we kind of get like the plot of this movie going right, right, which I I love this scene. Especially the first time, because I was like, oh, what's happening? Who's fighting who? Yeah. And then she gets the, you know, she gets blasted in the face with the, the red dust or red mm -hmm. mist. Mm -hmm. And she immediately is, is sad that she stabbed her friend. And I was like, 
what's happening? I don't get this. Does this because they... at first I thought she was going to be like infected with like um, a WMD or something, right? And she was going to have like three days to live and have to get Natasha's help. But I like the mind control better than that. I did too, as, as sort of especially as a way to sort of differentiate why Natasha was the one who was able to break away and defect to shield as opposed to why, you know, why the rest of them are all kind of stuck where they are because right. this guy Drakoff had exerted this control over them. And, and again, I don't know if you caught it, but, uh, uh Drakoff is also, it, his name is mentioned in the very first Avengers movie. And I love that callback. Is it during the interrogation? Yeah. Loki calls her oh. Drakoff's daughter. Oh no! I, I I meant the I meant the other interrogation when you first meet Black Widow because oh. that, that's referenced again. No, there's at a, the end where she's like, "Thanks for giving me everything." There, or... there, there's, no, there's a ton of that. There's, there's a ton of callbacks to the first Avengers flick in particular, and uh, uh, it was it was with the with Drakov's daughter that Loki calls her by, and that's then, awesome. then Loki's also the one who mentions the. Well, I, actually, I think I think. Blackwood is the first one to mention that she has a lot of red red in her ledger. Red in her ledger, yeah. And, and Loki's the one who, who says like it's gushing, and mm-hmm. then you have you have Red Guardian big like, it's gushing, yeah. and I'm so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I love that scene so. <laughs> I love the fatherly aspect to him in the weirdest way. It's so weird, and then <laughs> like again... how proud he is of these two murderous women. And again, then you have like 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 you said the uh, the thank you for your cooperation, like yeah. wonderful callbacks. To like one of her earliest appearances in the in the MCU, yeah, and then you know she's doing her pose move still, and I, I love that she gets called oh out for God. doing that. Totally called out by Elena, <laughs> which and is it was hilarious. hilarious. Let me ask you this question because I do want to talk about Elena for a little bit. Like, how much had you seen Florence Pugh in before this movie? Um, I'd only seen her in one other thing. It was uh, Fighting with My Family. That's the one I saw her in too. And I love yeah, her. She, in she's it. very good in that. But you know, it's it's me and wrestling. I'm gonna watch it. Same, same. <laughs> even though I, I know the real story is a little different, it was still a very good movie. And she's she's great in that. Mm-hmm. And she's very good in this. Uh, I and, I I am of the opinion, like like a lot of other people, I felt I felt dirty agreeing with critics. But I was like, oh man, Florence Pugh like might be like the best part of this movie. It's like she's so good. She's yeah, she's really good. Like when she's showing off the vest. The vest scene it, is incredible. And she's like, I know it has so many pockets. I was like, Ugh. all right, that's pretty cute. All right, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yes, I knew you would like this vest. Yeah, uh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many fun little moments like that between the characters in, in, in this sort of like forced family dynamic that they all have. You know, whether it's Natasha and Yelena or or the two, you know, those two with Alexi or those two with Milena. Like there's mm-hmm. there's so much fun stuff there. You know, and, and and sort of skipping ahead to the end of the second act. I mean, when when Alexi is trying to talk to Yelena and make her feel better about the, the the big family fight that happened at the table and he's telling that story about his dad and he's like, "My oh, dad he go to the toilet on my hands." <laughs> He saved his hands. <laughs> yes, but then just, he sings American she's just Pie. Looking at him. A... Oh, oh, we didn't even talk about it yet. Exactly. And then he goes to that, like from from one end of the spectrum to the other. You yeah. know? And then he starts singing American Pie to her, which was like her favorite song as a kid from the from the Americans esque opening sequence. Right. Incredible. So powerful. So moving. I I was, I was, <laughs> all in. I was all in. 
Yeah, I mean, it was great. I, I loved as soon as Alexi gets gets to uh, Melina's like uh, pig farm. Mm-hmm. He immediately goes to the bathroom to put a suit on. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Like, he doesn't stop to eat. He gets out of prison, and he's like, "I got to get the suit on as quick as possible." The other, the other thing I want to mention because we haven't talked about it. We, you know, we mentioned how Alexi was in prison in the current times, but we didn't talk about Natasha and Yelena breaking him out. Uh, and again, this was another another sequence um, that I, I had to be a little forgiving to because I thought their plan was terrible. But oh, the plan is awful. <laughs> it's awful. But the action sequence itself is so good. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, okay, fine. Your plan is terrible, but you do a lot of cool stuff here. There's an avalanche coming towards the prison, and and, and Natasha's swinging on a rope off his helicopter. Uh, Yelena's blowing up a, a tower. I mean, it, it's fun. Yeah, a bunch of guards who are probably just doing their job <laughs> are now dead. Are, are now dead. <laughs> now dead and you know for a big chunk of that sequence like they ignore the helicopter which i'm like why are you ignoring that helicopter that's floating above your prison well, i don't understand when when alexi's trying to escape the other prisoners are chasing after him why why aren't they all trying to escape at that point i i sort of felt like that's what they were trying to do they wanted to follow oh him. i thought they were trying to stop him as well like they know if he gets away they're all dead if they oh. let him get out. No, I felt the other way. I feel like I feel like Red Guardian's kind of become like this folk hero in the prison, and they want to see him get away. And so they were trying to get away with him. I don't know. That one guy talks shit to him about Captain America before his arm becomes jelly. Well, I mean, listen, like I mean he had a point. Like there's some continuity issues with his story that don't make a lot of sense. You know, Steve Rogers doesn't come out of the ice until like two thousand six or whatever. <laughs> you call you calling him a liar? Red Guardian? No, I'm calling the other guy dumb for calling him out for it. Like mm-hmm. you gonna you gonna go arm wrestle Russia's first and only super soldier? I'm not. No, <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a bad choice. Although when he when he lets that one guy think he's gonna win, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, dude. He kills it in this movie. He's so funny throughout the whole thing. Let me let me ask you too, because I know you don't watch you don't watch Stranger Things. So I mean, what what is I've your seen it? What is your what is your David Harbor experience? I saw him in season one of Stranger Things. I know he was Hellboy. But you didn't watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I've only heard bad things about it. I'm sure I'm one of the people who said bad things about it. I've heard you say bad things about it. I was like, well, Tom didn't like it. (laughs) Oh, let's see. Oh, apparently he's in Extraction. And he's in uh, Elementary. Suicide Squad. Who's he in Suicide Squad? I saw that too in his credits. I was like, who is he in Suicide Squad? I don't even remember that. Like, guard is, is he the, the alligator guy? No. I, well, I mean, maybe he is. I don't think he is. I can't believe you're researching this right now. I can't believe you're Dexter Tolliver. Sorry. It's, it would have killed me, whoever that is. Oh, he's like, uh, uh, he's in a suit in this movie. That doesn't count. <laughs> he's not a superhero in no. it. No. It doesn't count. I, mean, I saw him in like the Equalizer. I've seen him in certain things, mm-hmm. but not not. This is probably the most memorable thing for me. But it's you know it's also a franchise that I love. But it, the, and he came in as great comic relief in it. I was gonna say. I mean that that's sort of his role is is he's the comic relief. He's not doing. Um, he's not a centerpiece at all as far as like the heroics go. I mean like like he keeps trying to connect with his his uh, you know foster daughters yeah but he's he struggles at it he's awkward at it and it's hilarious and then in the, in the third act i mean they basically are like hey there's taskmaster go punch her in the face because you know we need a distraction 
Yeah. <laughs> he really plays no vital role in the outcome of the flick, which I thought, I, I actually kind of does. He holds Taskmaster off. Does, does, who yeah. locks her? Who does, who locks her in the cage or in the cell? He's the one who, who closes the door. Okay. See, he wins. But he's in he's in a struggle, and Melina's with him, and they're both kind of uh, fighting off uh, the Olga Task or um, the uh, uh, Natalia. No, wait, what's her name? Antonia Taskmaster. Yeah. At this point, has been revealed, and eventually they're able to kind of roll her, uh, you know, throw her off into one of the the cells that Melina herself has designed, so she knows she knows how strong it is. Yeah. Uh, and since we're talking about that, I mean, Rory in the third act. We're, I, again, I know we're all over the place. Yeah, we're all but, over the place. We were just in the first act. I mean, there's there's wonderful sequences throughout this movie, you know, especially with uh, Natasha when she first reconnects with Yelena and they they fight each other in the, the Budapest yeah. apartment. Very rough fight. Oh, yeah. I she mean, sent her the, the chemicals. Yes. She comes to find her, and they are throwing each other up against the wall, like, one of the more violent Black Widow fights. There are some really great action sequences in this flick, and 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 you know one of the things I I, I want to mention. I know you are a fan of this stuff too. You know the the sort of James Bond, uh, Jason Bourne action elements in this mm-hmm. flick, mixed with spycraft, mixed with espionage. Like this movie handles that pretty well for the Marvel universe, which is a, a fairly new element to it. I love the spy stuff, especially when Marvel does it. Like. I mean, they don't really get into it that. Way. I'm I mean, trying to think their most spy stuff. You know, they're always doing going to do the face mask thing. That's always yeah. going to happen. Well, especially with Black Wid- with the uh, Widow, yeah. she's always going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would have been disappointed if they didn't do it in this movie. <laughs> but that, it's a really great sequence between between the two. Like uh, uh, Yelena and Natasha, Natasha have a fantastic fight scene, and like you said, it is brutal. You know, they're throwing each other. They're they're trying to get the other one to, like the like kind of submit. You know, plates are getting smashed on on Natasha's head. It's it's violent as all hell. Yeah, <laughs> but it's really good. And eventually, they do reach the truce. Uh, but they they again, it's these two girls who were sisters at one point in their lives, but now are are, are more distant than they've ever been. But they're for the one, there's still a connection. I, and again, we're not I, we're not girls. Um, I, mm-hmm. I I can't admit that we are. Uh, but again, we we have siblings, yes. So we understand sibling connections, and I, I I don't know. It's it's such a strong through line in this movie, like family and and sisterhood. At the you know for for Natasha and Yelena, I I couldn't help but but sympathize and and empathize with them on this journey to kind of reconnecting and rebonding with each other because, especially for Yelena, who's watched Natasha go on to do all these incredible things. Yeah, uh, it's, it's coming so, Avenger. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so fantastic, and you, you know, again, it's a Marvel movie. They won't get it on a, on a platform, but there's so many interesting aspects of the Drakov, of Drakov as a villain. You know, for the the um, what are the words I want to use here? <laughs> uh, you know, women as a weapon or tools of a man. They're mm-hmm. also marginalized. Their agency's taken away from them by a man. They're subjugated. They have no free will. It's mind control. I mean, there's a lot to kind of get into from those aspects. Marvel's never going to go like hot no. and heavy on those issues, but like they're there. They do exist in this story. Like you can you can see them. Right. How, how'd that play for you? I guess is what I want to know. It, it's I liked it all. I thought when they freed all the widows at the end, mm-hmm. that Drakeoff was going to get on the helicopter, 
and a bunch of widows were just going to be on the helicopter and rip them apart. Right. And I was like, okay, that would be like their revenge, and then they f- take that helicopter and fly away and throw them out of it. Right. But I, I guess they wanted to give uh, Florence her moment to to blow up the helicopter and ha- a, have that really cool it's a skydive point break scene. Yeah, it's a great moment when she, when she's standing on the on like the right above like the engine, the turbine of the ship that they're on. Uh, Drakov and all all of his men are on, and she's about to stab like that that baton the turbine staff thing. Like, yeah, 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 and she's like she looks at Natasha and was like, "This was fun." Shoves it down there and is like blown off of there, and like Natasha without hesitation, just rushing off. Yeah, you know, flying off the platform, and that's you know again, again, it's a comic book mo- comic book movie. <laughs> like the laws of physics are a little wonky. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, in the beginning, when they're they're first on the run from the the Black Widows when they come into the to the the safe house, mm-hmm. and they're they're fighting one of the Black Widows, and Scarlett Johansson falls off a building and hits like a a steel beam on her way down. Yes. But she falls like three flights. Yes. And is fine. <laughs> I had a similar thought on the second time watching it. I was like I was like, she should be way more fucked up than she yeah, is. Yeah, she should not feel great at all. No, she hit a lot of things on the way down. But again, you know, again, I'll I'll allow it. It's the comic comic movie. She's a little yeah. bit more resilient than the average average Joe. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Elena again, stabs herself in the thigh in the first ten minutes of this movie and is never brought up again. Right. Well, I mean, we do see the sequence like when they're in the in the safe house in Budapest, where where uh, Natasha's changing clothes, and you see the. I mean, she's taking the damage. Like the bruising's all there. Yeah. You know it. it but again, that fall is significant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very, very significant. I, I, I don't know how much I want to dive into some of the, my my plot questions with you because <laughs> a lot of it I just I just want to accept and move on with. Um, yeah, like what's his plan? Yeah, basically, I want to. Know, like, I, I, I guess he just wants of... to stay in the shadows. Well, I mean, how and did have you, his little kingdom. How do you feel about Drakov in, in general as a as a Marvel villain in the scale of things? I felt he was a villain that was scared because he knew if he made too big of a move, he'd have the Avengers kicking in his door. Right. Well, I mean, Yelena makes that reference about like how if Drakov had come back to kill Natasha, then like Thor might show up on his doorstep. Yeah. And then they talk about how you know. Uh, uh, I forget the exact line, but it's, like, it's, it's like, in the name. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and she's like, "Well, you know, Thor's the one here buying ibuprofen after a fight." <laughs> so there's like lots of references, to, like Natasha being very human, and her hanging out with yeah. a bunch of very inhuman people. Yeah, but I'm surprised I, Tony didn't give her any armor or anything to help protect herself because she's still wearing basically the same style of outfit since Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't get really any upgrades. She still has the wrist things. Tony's helped everybody else out with something. Maybe she said no. Maybe she said no. I mean, Hawkeye didn't have anything. Well, who made Hawkeye's bow? <laughs> Probably Hawkeye. Hawkeye made all that the the buttons and all the different arrows. I... Played eighteen, shot eighteen. I mean, that's all you yeah. need to know about Hawkeye. <laughs> all right, he's good at golf and, and darts. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I again, I, I thought it was interesting. Again, Drakov's a callback to the first Avengers movie. We're meeting that character. We're seeing her defection to Shield for for Natasha. 
Um, I w- again, I was a little underwhelmed by the Budapest revelations. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, you know, do you agree or disagree? Well, they do say it takes them ten days to get out. Yeah, but there's that so scene. Not... There's that scene in Avengers where they're just shooting aliens, and like this reminds me of Budapest. Yeah, well, they fought for probably some of that time. They weren't just always hiding in well, that they, subway station. They were station. fighting the Jatari, apparently. No, but they were, she says she was fighting the the secret police or whatever. Well, apparently they're also hiding in an elevator shaft in the subway. So, or elevator, well, they kind of sleep sometimes, I guess. And they're yeah. playing, playing tic tac toe. I saw the, I saw the scoreboard. Is yeah. in the in the movie I, again? Right. I like all those callbacks. I think I I guess in my mind I had built up Budapest as being something a little bit more more. Uh, so grander. I think we all did because. Yeah. The way they're fighting in Avengers, right? But he doesn't Clint say you and I remember Budapest very differently. That's true. He does. He does. So he remembers the tic tac toe, <laughs> and she remembers killing fools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about again. We're at our third act here. Natasha, Yelena, they're trying to find the Red Room where Dracov's training all these Black Widows that are infiltrating the world. I know we, we've sort of skimped on on the overall plot in our review here yeah. so far. So I wanted to mention, make sure we mention that element of it. So they're trying to get through the Red Room. They want to stop Black Widows from doing this. They want to stop Dracov because apparently N- Natasha thought she had killed him You know, back when she defected the shield. But he's now been in the shadows. He's pulling the strings. He's, he's manipulating everything behind the, behind the scenes. Um... And they, have, but they have to get to the red room. They don't know where it is now. It's not where it was when when Natasha was first being trained. So they, they that's when the, that's how they break Alexi out. Alexi doesn't know where to go. They reconnect with Milena again. The fun, fun, fun dinner sequence. When she tells her she's slouching or yes. don't slouch, you're yes. going to develop a hump. Yes. Hilarious. At, at what point? Like the the family dynamic that's just immediately sets in was awesome. What about? I'm curious what how you felt about, you know. Milena, as she's putting away the rifles, she's clearly, clearly signaling Dracov in the Red Room that everyone's there and they're looking for her. She's the one who alerts them. She admits as much. But she mm-hmm. turns very quickly. Um, did that work for you? It, it just felt like a Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. That it's like, oh, look, she might be evil, but no, she's not really. I just looked at it as a comic book thing and just moved on with my day. I didn't like it at first. Like, at first, when you think she's turned evil, I was like, oh, they've done that before. Right. And then when she tur- was like, oh, no, we're doing the mask thing, I was like, oh, okay. But I liked um, Black Widow not being able to fight fight him because of the random pheromone the thing. The pheromone thing, yeah. And then, you know, she tried, she insults him so much to get him to attack her to try and sever the nerve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was really expecting her to be like, you know, I fought the Hulk, right? <laughs> like you're gonna have to hit me a lot harder than that, right? 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 Or I, you know, I fought an, an army of robots. You're gonna have to step up or something. I uh. I do enjoy. I I actually really enjoyed Ray Winstone as as Drakov. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know he was in the bad Indiana Jones movie, but he was also in in Sexy Beast, which is one of my favorite. Kind of crime noir, Mister French from The Departed. Yeah, I mean he's he's fantastic. <laughs> he's been a ton things. of stuff. Yeah, but... he's he's amazing. Uh, and if you haven't seen Sexy Beast, I highly recommend it because he just wants to lay in his pool in Spain, and then Ben Kingsley shows up and fucks everything up and makes him like do bad things. <laughs> I have to watch. I don't, I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, it's old or uh, well, no, or no, no, older. It's you know, 
I feel like I might have tried to show it to you actually on it back back in the day, like in the nineties, early two thousands. <laughs> I feel Did like I, I might asleep? Have... Maybe. <laughs> I feel like Maybe I made, I'll probably remember it. I, I, made, oh, I, did watch I feel like I made one member of your family watch this movie with me. <laughs> I guarantee Ryan doesn't remember this movie. No, Ryan will not remember that movie at all. <laughs> but he's fantastic. And I, I'd like to turn his Drake off, and their whole competition is fantastic. Uh, I guess I just was kind of like, I sort of, I sort of wondered if during the dinner sequence, you know, maybe when, when, Natasha and Yelena and Alexi first show up at her pig farm that Milena was like, oh, they're here to kill me. So I'm going to alert the Red Room now. But as that dinner sequence plays out, maybe she's like, oh, there's more going on here than I thought. And, 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 the, and the, she, you know, she obviously very easily slips back into the role of being their mother, like you said, the, yeah. the slouching and talking about everything. And that family dynamic kind of comes back. And I, again, another credit to Marvel. I mean, Rachel Weisz is fantastic. And I love seeing her in a Marvel movie as like as a you know a former Black Widow. She's so I good. It. I I really want them all to come back. Yes. I mean, obviously without Scarlet, because I think Scarlet has said she's done now. All right. Well, listen. Let Let's skip ahead here because uh, oh. it, uh, she died in Endgame. Spoilers, bro. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> All right, so so they have their plan. They're gonna, you know, they do this face swap thing, and they're gonna sneak aboard. And like we talked about, you know, Natasha's gonna get after Drakov, and they're gonna bring down the Red Room because now it's in in the, in the sky. They have like you know basically like 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 a hovering technology, so they just keep it in the clouds. Now, is that technology built by Whiplash's dad? I wondered about that too. I was like, I was trying to remember back because uh, you know when. Um... What is his name? What is Mickey Rourke's name in the movies? I don't remember at the moment. Yeah. I've had a couple But, beers, you so. know, he has a bunch of blueprints and stuff for the arc reactor. Well, one of the things I, I – what I, what I sort of figured was at some point Black Widow had stolen a helicarrier tech mm. from S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, and brought that back for them. And that's that was how they did Because, I mean, the engines are very similar to the helicarrier when we see them mm-hmm. attacking that in Avengers 1. Right. I, I mean, but that's Star Tech, right? Now, is that Tony Stark or, um, fuck, what's the dad's name? <laughs> what's Papa Stark's first name? I mean, Stark Tech, Stark Tech. What do you mean? That was like, yeah. like what's the difference? I know, but like, did he design it? Because he did have the, the hover car in Captain America. Yeah, but it, it didn't work very well. I mean, it worked a little bit. <laughs> it, that's like 1941 or whatever. His, uh, shatterproof windshields that uh, don't work that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like the plan was like, oh, we'll br- we'll bring the 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 thing down in a controlled landing, and Ross will be there with his, all his agents, and we'll arrest Drakeoff, and and we'll shut down the Red Room, and there'll be no more Black Widows, and blah 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 blah. And again, it's a it's a really compelling story. I don't mean to be dismissive of it at all. Yeah, I yeah. was I was really into the whole thing. Like, oh yeah, we'll we'll arrest this 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 man who is is uh, 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 subjugating these women, and we'll free them with the, with the the. Uh, compound the red that red aerosol compound that we've been introduced to and everyone's going to go about making their choices that's great news uh but obviously it doesn't it's a marvel movie that doesn't happen it's all about falling debris from the sky and great action sequences which are so mm-hmm. fantastic uh yeah but uh, you know when, when we reach the climax and and you know taskmaster flying through the sky to to come after Natasha and they have the battle on the ground and eventually is able to expose Antonia to the compound, which we then realized that not only was, was Drakov 
programming his daughter. He was manipulating her as well with that with that mind control formula. Um, I, I did like how the only thing she says was like, "Is he gone?" Yes. Powerful. Right. And now I would love to see a television show with that character trying to deal with like, you know, not only her physical scars but her crazy emotional scars and figure out where she wants to go. Agreed. And and she also has all this natural ability. And now all the other liberated black widows take her with them. So yeah. we don't know where they are. They're they're sort of like a, like a Marvel wild card right now, which is pretty exciting. Like there's a lot of potential I, there. They're gonna go free the other one or they need to make more they, serum they, they have to make more make more serum and they have to go like free all the ones free that, the are, other that are, that are like sleeper agents around the world because Drakov had a plan he can make wars happen make wars end all this other stuff like you know it's very megalomaniacal which is great yeah. that's what you need for a Marvel villain uh, but you know as, as this all sort of resolves itself you know and like you said we, we talked about Yelena killing Drakov and his men on that one ship um, we get to the point where 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 Ross's forces are closing in now, and and Natasha's going to take take the fall while her uh, adopted family makes their escape. Alexi, Milena, and Yelena are going to get away, and we have like they, uh, I mean, it kind of roll, like fades to black. Natasha's getting arrested, and then it cuts mm-hmm. back in as two weeks later, and she's out on her own again. What happens? Is that the room for a sequel right there? A two week sequel. I mean, this, this or this or it like picks up days. from there, and it's them going to the the prison, or her going to get Steve to go to the prison. Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's basically the scene, right? The raft. Like, like, like when we cut back in, she's picking up like a like a Quinjet from, yeah. from her from her dude, her bro, who like supplies all the stuff. So there's there's a two week period there where like she's in custody, and then she's out again before she goes to meet up with Steve Rogers, and Infinity War takes place. So is that is that the room we live in for a sequel with with Scarlet, or do we just move on to Black Widow sequels with uh, a Florence Pugh as Yelena picking up the the the, the mantle? I, I don't think Scarlet's coming back. I think she wants to do other stuff. I don't know if you heard the stories. I want to, I want to relay this real quickly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love this story so so much. For for audiences, I I don't I don't generally pay attention to like celebrity news per se. Um, he does. Well, I've watched Saturday Night Live, so I know that Colin Jost mm-hmm. was in a relationship is with Scarlett Johansson. It is now her husband. They're married. Yeah. Um, and apparently Scarlett wanted to read lines with him one time, and he's like, "I'm not doing this. I don't want spoilers." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much respect do you have for Colin Jost right now? <laughs> Colin Jost has grown on me a lot over the years. Agreed, and the fact so. that he's like he's like I don't want to ruin this movie. I want to watch it in the theaters. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'd be like, Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go get the island script. I'll run lines with you for the island. Let's go. Yes, right. I so I I love that story about Colin Jost being like no 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 I'm not doing that. I I want to watch this movie and have fun. So yeah. mad props to that. But yeah, I feel like there's that two week period. If you give Scarlett enough money, maybe she comes back. Or you just move on to to Yelena slash Florence Pugh, which is what the Stinger sets up, right? Which will lead into our Hawkeye series on Disney Plus later this year. How excited are you about that sequence? I'm fine. I, I feel they're really setting up um Elaine or Con- Constantina Contessa. Contessa, there you go. Thank you. I was close, man. She has like twelve names. She I does. can't remember any of she them. She does. Uh, Eric's gonna yell at you later. Don't worry. Oh, I know. 
I'll get a text on Monday afternoon when this comes out. <laughs> How can you not remember that stuff? I don't remember nothing. It's Elaine. Everyone knows who Elaine is. <laughs> but I, I feel they're setting her as the, the evil Nick Fury for this Phase 4 and beyond. Seems that way. Where, you know, where she's not setting up the... She's got to set up the Dark Avengers with evil Captain America, who's now... John Walker? Yeah, John, but he's another character. It's like Nomad, not U.S. Nomad, agent, um, U.S. agent. U.S. agent, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think you're wrong uh, in in that sense, but I feel like it's, the the thing that I'm, I'm kind of trying to decipher from those end sequences with Contessa and recruiting John Walker and recruiting Yelena Belova mm-hmm. is, is uh, you know, we've seen Yelena now in Black Widow, and we saw John Walker, and, you know, John made grievous errors in his mm-hmm. time as Captain America. But seemed to be a guy with at least his heart in the right place. Right? Yeah, Which, but he can he seemed to be able to be manipulated. Right, and again, Yelena might be a character who's a little bit more prone to manipulation too, but these characters don't aren't they aren't inherently bad like right. the Dark Avengers were, where it was like, "Hey Bullseye, want to be Hawkeye now?" <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, and then you can get, like, Justin Hammer out of prison. He could be their Iron Man. Okay, listen, you and I are both on the record. We want Justin Hammer back so badly. Yes. Please. If, if more Sam Rockwell, please. Yeah. Thank you. More Sam Rockwell in the Marvel Universe is always welcome. We, we're dying for He's it. He's just sitting there. You're doing um, the Iron Wars TV show and the – what's the other Iron Man-centric one? Uh, I mean, Iron, Iron... Iron Heart's coming. Maybe it's that. It's Ironheart with uh, with the uh, Riri, Riri Williams is the character's name, potentially taking on the mantle of Iron Man, Iron Person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get Justin Hammer back there. I mean, there, there's endless. He's one of the few villains who they left alive from the early versions of the movies. Yeah. I think it was just like him and Loki. Yeah. And Red Skull. I never thought Red Skull was dead, but. He's right. a a stone guardian now, or whatever. Yeah, we. I mean, we never got to. In in my opinion, we never got like a, a super satisfying like Red Skull entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, who says he's done? Well, Hugo Weaving says he's done. Well, he was already <laughs> replaced. They could get the guy who replaced him. Yeah, the guy from The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. And you know, now that he's not guarding that the the Soul Stone anymore, he's probably like, you know, what I'd like to do, take over the the Earth. And he'll just show back up, and it'll be like, "Oh shit, Captain America's dead." Well, but I mean, no, we got a new Captain America. You go punch Red Skull in listen, the face. I don't want to get nuts here, but I mean, you know, let's we, get nuts. We we've, we've just watched the finale of Loki. Like, we did. How, how fucked up could the timeline be now? Incredibly fucked up. <laughs> so I mean, like people who we think are can't dead wait. may not be dead. I know. Can't can't you wait for Ironmonger to come back? Uh, you know, I'm more interested in, in what might happen in regards to Black Panther. Like, what does this mean for Kilgore? Oh, or definitely. Kill, uh, yeah, it's, Kilgore, I always thought Kill or Killmonger, right? Yeah, Killmonger. I, th- I always thought he was still alive in in one of those sleeping pods that they put uh, Bucky in. Yeah. And yeah, they're, no. they're just letting him sleep, and he's going to come out. I I'm very interested in, in what ramica- ramifications uh, Loki, the Loki series has on 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 the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Some really cool shit. That's what, uh, dude. I can't wait. I'm gonna start needing. To, I'm gonna behind me. You're gonna start seeing like a. Uh, I'm gonna have like a whiteboard with like a flowchart, <laughs> and 
and like a Venn diagram. A bunch of yarn of, going to other, <laughs> other three exactly. by five cars. Yeah, I'm gonna have like the the like the lone gunman kind of shit going on behind me as I try to keep track of all the different variations and, and multiverses happening in the in the MCU. It's gonna get nuts. Uh, uh, okay, I've, did, was there anything in the movie that I missed? Like that we, you want, you wanted to focus on? I, I feel like we, I mean we skipped around. We were all over the place, but I feel like we hit the high points. Like, I think we hit Florence Pugh's fantastic. Scarlet's fantastic. Every, I mean, everyone's movie's really good. Yeah. Yelena I mean, steals we, it. I, I, I love Yelena as the Black Widow moving forward. If Scarlet's done, but there is a, there is a small window if Scarlet wants to come back. Right. So, do you think she really believes Clint? Someone who who is like the, she's the godparents to his, to his children. Right. Does she really think Clint would kill her? All right, so I don't want to d- go too nuts on the Hawkeye series, but you know, the Hawkeye series will not only be about Clint Barton and obviously Yelena Belova mm-hmm. now, but we're but his be, daughter. We're going to be introduced to. Well, I think we're going to meet Kate Bishop, who will be the heir apparent to to Hawkeye. So I mean, there's going to be a, like a whole new dynamic happening on that show too. Have we met Kate Bishop? No, not yet. I think what it's about, ha- I think it's Haley, Se- his... Haley Steinfeld. I think is going to be playing Kate Bishop. Yeah, that's the okay. Rare. I thought his daughter became the new Hawkeye, the one that he was teaching to shoot. She te- he teaches her to shoot, but like that's not the comics. I don't know if they're, oh, they're going to change okay. it in the MCU. I didn't know if they were just going to age that. You know, get it like they did for uh, for Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah. You know, just get a new actress to play his daughter a little older. No, I don't think so. I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, Marvel has not, in their wisdom, has not brought me on board to help steer the ship. Well, hurry up and get on that so I can <laughs> ride your coattails in there. You know, sneak in. You know I'm, I, I do have a pitch meeting next week for my new uh, Loki-based sitcom called Okie Dokie Loki. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a hit. I mean, it has, like, franchise written all over it. Is it just with the other variants on that planet? It's it's like yeah, basically Where, it's it's like WandaVision but with all Loki variants in a house together. Oh, oh, see, I was thinking that it was like a couple of the Lokis opened up a bar, and it was just going to be like Cheers, but like all with Lokis. It's more like so full like, house with all Lokis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or like Perfect Strangers. I haven't decided between the two. Mm. Like one of the Lokis will do the dance dance of joy. One of them is from Mepos. The other one's from Chicago. It's it's a whole thing. <laughs> Didn't they reboot? I, think, I saw they're rebooting Perfect Strangers with a uh, woman. Are you kidding me? Right no, now? I'm not. It's, we've talked about it so on the leftover, our leftover <laughs> episodes because it's a it's a running thing in leftovers. <laughs> and the the, the I, and I was like, man, life is a flat circle because they are bringing Perfect Strangers back. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You know what? What's all this now? I can't wait for the next A Team reboot to come out. Oh, I'm gonna be all over it. I like you know. I'm gonna, honestly, I like the last A Team reboot. The movie, love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, actually, A Team is a, a base of reference for a future upcoming episode of the Koji Podcast that I will be on when we discuss Ice Pirates because I have an A Team reference for you on that. Dude, I was like the A Team episode on Koji is coming up soon. I mean, we just started season. We're about to kick off season two. <laughs> We're winding down year one, but we got some great stuff coming in season two, like A Team. I'm not invited for the A Team. Fuck! All right, you can't be on everyone. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to be though. <laughs> I know you're like I want to do Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I I know, I... Do... <laughs> well, I... 
I'll, I'll talk to you about that off the off yeah. off the camera. <laughs> Everyone's dying to know that you love Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I, I want to talk to you about that very badly. I have something in yeah. mind for you on that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so ridiculous! All right, so in in summation, uh, Black Widow. Yeah, I'm assuming thumbs up from you. It's a Koji, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Koji all the way. It's I like it. Even it's a smaller story arc than mm-hmm. what we have been getting from like Endgame, Infinity War. Yeah, even even um Far From Home. Yeah, was a big ended up being much bigger know, story than we thought. Yeah, so this was nice that it was just a self-contained story. A little smaller. I know some people are complaining about that, that the stakes weren't that high. You know what, man? It, they don't have to be all the time. Can be, everything can be endgame. I'm sorry. Like, fuck. Relax. Take they, take a breath. Let the characters breathe for a minute. Yeah, uh, you get some really nice character moments in this movie. I just argued about that with, with Mark. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, Loki could have been a movie. I'm like, dude, like, let these characters breathe. Let them get a little space. Yeah, because... Because it's what six episodes at, let's say forty minutes a pop. Forty, forty-five, yeah, yeah. So you're getting three episodes. You're cutting a lot of shit out, and I mm-hmm. felt that they cut too much out already. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I, I know in in your book, nothing is F nine. So FF nine. Haven't got there yet. I gotta get to F nine. <laughs> like I'm so lazy. I gotta get to a theater. It's. Do you know how hard it is to for three weeks out avoiding anything that deals with Fast and the Furious? Well, don't worry. This podcast will never deal with Fast and the Furious Nine. You're you're safe here. This is a safe place. You can come on the show, and I'll be I'll just look at you and be like I don't know. It's a great franchise. It's the dumbest thing. No, you've been pushing me into thing. it. I've, no. I have watched the first. I'm two. telling your listeners I've, out there. I've watched the first two. I'm gonna get caught up. We will we will have like a like oh. a recap of the franchise at some point on the show. Uh, again, this is a hard question too for you. Before I let you go, uh, you know, obviously there's there's 20 plus films to talk about, but like, where do, where does this movie fall for you as far as like the top you know echelons of Marvel flicks? Like, where would you put it? it it's 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 not a Winter Soldier. It's not Endgame. It's not Infinity War. But I mean, it, it's not Guardians One for me. Mm-hmm. But I I put I'd rank it around like Guardians Two. It's not Ragnarok. All right. <laughs> so all those ones I named are about, but I'd say like Civil War. It's probably a little better, but you know it's around that ranking. It's it's a second tier. It's it's not Thor: The Dark World. It's not Iron Man three. It's not Iron Man two. Yeah, I don't. I don't. For me, I don't. I don't have a, like a definitive list. It's my my list of Marvel movies is very fluid. I, I move things around quite a bit. The more I rewatch yeah. things. Um, I'm really enjoying this flick. I, I, it's sort of on the edge of the top ten for me, you know, just yeah. kind, of, kind of depending on on how it goes. Like I think I like it more than Ant Man and Doctor Strange as far as like the solo movie entries go. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's right there I, they, again. The, those action sequences are fantastic in this flick, and they start from the very beginning. Like really, really good stuff. Yeah, like I I put it like right around Black Panther. Yeah, and you know, it, and it had far Which less is really good action solo. Well, and and I mean, I I, I might put it. Yeah, I th- I think I put it a, t- a touch behind Black Panther just because like Black Panther had so much world building to do. Like we had to mm-hmm. see Wakanda, we had to be introduced, we had to meet like this technologically advanced society, 
Um, you know, yeah. there wasn't quite that world building in this, but again, I, I lean into spycraft. I lean into espionage. I want that James Bond. Mm-hmm. I want that, that, you know, uh, uh, um, Matt Damon movie that I can't think of the name of born, born identity. Born, thank you very much. The, the fast and the furious <laughs> franchise. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. gone too far. Huh? You've gone but too no, far. They're, they're all spies and superheroes time. You're going to love it. <laughs> we'll stick with bond. We'll stick with born. We'll, we'll stay with the bees. <laughs> Like, I, You'll I, love I, Bast and Burious. Oh boy! Well, I, I again, this movie is it, it, it's it's growing on me the more I watch it, and I hope our audience has checked it out. Whether you go to the theaters and have that experience, which I want to go and do at some point very very soon, or if you stay home like Reagan and I did to watch it on Disney Plus, pay that thirty bucks and then watch it uh, to your heart's content to the uh, what end of October, I guess. I don't. I'm probably gonna watch it fifty times because that's. Honestly, something when I go to a theater and watch a Marvel movie, I was like, God, I can't wait to watch that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I got to watch it again that same day, and it was awesome. I suspect I will be watching it quite a bit leading up to uh, September's release of uh, uh, of uh, Shang Chi. God damn it, I said it again. Yeah, you did it again. Shang Chi. <laughs> Why am I yeah. saying it wrong? I, I keep trying to say it correctly because I've been told that we're saying it wrong. It's not Shang Chi, it's like Shang Chi. Shang Chi. And I keep mixing it up. And I got to re- retrain my brain to say it the correct way. It's as, as someone who is married to a a Chinese woman who has tried to teach me certain phrases mm-hmm. and how to say things properly, I don't have the mouth for it. It's, <laughs> she she's tried to teach me how to say you know simple things like thank you, shay shay. I don't say it properly. I don't. What about Shay Lao from Temple of Doom? Shay Lau, or actually, it's Lau, uh, Lau Shay. Actually, I take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice try, Lau Shay. And he closes mm-hmm. the door with Lau Shay on the door. Yeah, on the, on yeah. The plane He's and, like, "Have yeah. a nice flight." <laughs> <laughs> God, I need to watch. I need to watch the Indiana Jones movies again. Yeah, you do. Come on, man. What do you, What are you doing your days off? I, you know, I just watched Temple of Doom over and over again. I watched. I watched uh, a Christian Bale movie, Hostiles, that had um, <laughs> uh, Kang the Conqueror, and it was pretty good. Ooh, okay. It, it's on Hulu right now. You can check it out. It, it's very, you know, it's it's a little slow for for me. And then I watched uh, the Jack Reacher, the first Jack Reacher movie. So I was just looking for something to watch. Ooh, that's a solid flick. Yeah, it's solid. It's yeah. great. And I was like, oh, maybe I should start reading all the Jack Reacher books. So I think I'm gonna start reading those. I'm I'm about halfway into those. Yeah. But like I, I only do audiobooks and they don't have the first one. It's like I could probably get by. I know who Jack Reacher is. I could skip the first book. I can just go. <laughs> you know, but I, I fin I quite all the way caught up on the Expanse. I finished Harry Potter this month. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned the Expanse. I finished uh book seven, which is uh Persephilus Rising. I'm about to start mm-hmm. TMS Wrath and I can't wait because Okay, those so you're you're in the damn Laconians. Oh, I know, aren't they? there are some motherfuckers aren't they <laughs> those goddamn laconians yeah I'm, I'm gonna say, i'll be starting uh a tms wrath probably tonight before i go to bed i'll yeah. read, I'll read uh, like the first couple chapters it's a, it's a really good book yeah but i even started reading the novellas oh yeah no you kind of have to yeah but the, i, the I didn't that, read the them in the order that people suggest the one that introduces you to, to uh cortazar is so fucked up which one is I, i've Cortaz, only read cortazar is the scientist for the laconians um, I forget. I haven't of, read that one. I forget what I name of his novella think. is, but yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, like I've read the Churn, which is like Amos and Baltimore, Baltimore. Which, oh my god, fantastic! And I've read Gods Gods of Mars or 
The one with which Bobby. Is the Bobby one. Yeah. Which which they do some of that on the show, and then I've I just read Strange Dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So we're also big fans of the Expanse uh, series here on Great. on on the Tomcast podcast on, and on yeah. G. Oh yeah, we're still doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> but we're no, we're gonna get out of here, man. So uh, Reagan, I I appreciate you so much hanging out, talking about Blackout with me. I feel like we hit the high points. I don't think there's anything we missed. It's a fantastic flick. We both recommend it highly. Go check it out, whether in theaters or on Disney Plus. And uh, Reagan, by all means, please pu- pl- uh, plug your show. Oh yeah, uh, you can follow us at at Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and. You know, website coachgpod.com. I know it all. Don't worry at home. <laughs> I remember all of our stuff. Uh, we just released our Tremors episode this week. Heck yeah, it did. So if you want to know if Tremors holds up, you know, check us out on, you know, Apple, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Google Play, iHeartRadio, yeah, probably. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, we're, we're at a bunch of places. I'm just going to get a soundbite from Rob for next time, and I'll just play that in, in, in place of <laughs> you. You think I should? I have it written down in front of me. You think I would just pick up the piece of paper that it's written down on and just read it? And both of us. But I don't. High-end professional podcasters. Yeah. I mean, you, Sometimes you, you just fly by the seat of your pants. You're like, I got the general information. Go at G Pod. <laughs> Well, you know. thank, thank you, my friend. We have a big show coming up. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But yeah. I will be on your show soon, and you guys will all be back on my show very, very soon. So everyone stay tuned. Co is G, and then Tomcast Popcast. We'll talk more about that as the deals flush out. Don't worry. <laughs> the deals. Like we're working all money. <laughs> the deets. All the deets coming soon. Oh. <laughs> Get ready. All right. Thanks, Reagan. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. You know, this is the first piece of clothing I've ever bought for myself. That? Yeah, you don't like it? Is that like a... an army surplus? or? Okay, it has a lot of pockets. <laughs> but I use them all the time, and I made some of my own modifications. Well, yeah, never. <laughs> Shut up. The point is, I've never... I've never had control over my own life before, and now I do. I want to do things. I like your vest. I knew it. I knew you did. It's so cool, right? It's good. Yes. And you can put so much stuff in there. You wouldn't even know. Hey, there you go. That is our our uh, complicated topsy turvy upside down review of Marvel's Black Widow movie. Now available in theaters on Disney Plus for the premiere uh, access for thirty bucks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, we really enjoyed the movie. I think that was fairly obvious how big of fans we were of the flick. There's a couple things we, we both bumped up against in different avenues. But, by and large, big fans of the flick. We loved it. Uh, Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, Ray Winstone, Olga Karolinko, all everybody did a great job in this movie. Uh, again, directed by Kate Shortland. She did a phenomenal job. Incredible action sequences in this one. Written by Eric Pearson, with the story by Jack Schaefer from WandaVision and Ned Benson. Outstanding. Like a really, really solid movie. And and considering in the in the long run of things, I mean, we haven't been to the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, since Spider-Man, since Far From Home. And, and, you know, the pandemic hit just as we were about to get Black Widow. And then we had to wait and wait and wait and wait. And then, uh, you know, the, the beginning of this year rolled around. 2020 became a wash. 
And January 2021 came, and we got WandaVision. And it, it was a delight. A real delight. And if you're new to the show, please, by all means, go back into our back catalog and listen, listen to our reviews and our breakdowns on that series because we had a blast watching WandaVision. I'm sure you had a blast watching WandaVision. And then we got Falcon and Winter Soldier. We had a blast watching that as well. And obviously, you probably know, we have reviewed the Loki series as well and had a, an amazing time watching that. And like those have been great. Uh, and we, we I, myself in particular, have, have applauded... Uh, the people at Marvel and the people at Disney for telling those stories via long-form devices like Disney Plus on a streaming platform where we have weekly installments, where we get a, a more expanded story, uh, where we can we can get more emotionally invested with our characters, good and bad. Uh, but it's really nice to get back into the actual cinematic universe. Uh, and this movie, I think by and large, does a really great job of balancing the action sequences and, and the action-driven plot elements with emotion and story and, and, and uh, you know, the whole family angle between Natasha, Yelena, I'm sorry, Yelena, Alexi, and, and Melina, uh, that, that whole family dynamic that they have as spies in, in the mid-'90s, you know, as uh, in, again, I, I, I compared it to The Americans, that great series on FX from, from a few years back. Very much like that. You know, the introduction of Dracoff, a character we had heard referenced back in the first Avengers movie when Loki calls Natasha the, the daughter of Dracoff. We're filling in blanks here. We're connecting a lot of dots. You know, we talked about it with Reagan, too, the, the scene. You know, you, you juxtapose the scene from Avengers where Natasha's talking about the red in her ledger and Loki coming after her for how it, her ledger's gushing and there'll be no making up for it. And then you see in this movie how Red Guardian, how Alexi is so proud of his daughters for the red in their ledger. I mean, it's just, it's just wonderful. And then the, the callbacks to, you know, thank you for your cooperation from Avengers 1 to this movie. So many great, great little, little nuggets in here. So much fun. It's an exciting movie, you know, like we talked about as well. There's a, there's a little bit of a subtext here with, you know, with women, women as weapons slash tools of a man being marginalized, uh, their agency taken from them by a man, a, a bit of you know, subjugation, no free will, the whole mind control element of, of, uh, against females from the male point of view. And, and, and you know, it, it, again, it's Marvel, so like you don't get a ton. They don't dive super deep on that element, but it's there. Like If you're paying attention and you're watching the movie, like those elements are all there, and they're talking about those just in, in maybe not the, the depth that some may want, but in a very Marvel way, where they're where like, listen, you can't marginalize these people. They are 50% of the population. And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole here, but 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 Natasha, Yelena, Melina, and even Alexi uh, help free these people and, and enable them and support them and give them back their agency so that they can now live their lives and and restore agency to to their narratives. And And again, those Black Widows are out there now. Like, what's to come? of them next we, we you know we will have to wait and see does that tie in to, do, do they tie in to what yelena has in store uh as she joins the hawkeye show that's coming later this year from disney plus more exciting things to consider um and, and again you know if you, if you want to tie in the craziness of loki is there a possibility that that the events of that series have created a window for natasha to return from the grave Something else to think about, too. Who knows? There's, there's a lot of possibilities in the Marvel landscape right now. 
and uh, we all have to be paying attention for the clues. You have to keep our eyes peeled. I mean, and this is what Marvel wants for the next phase, right? You know, like, like it, it's not over after Endgame. Like they're building up a bigger, 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 bigger threats, and, and it's King the Conqueror, and it's it's the Multiverse of Madness, and it's divergent timelines, and it's the alternative history potentially. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, Black Widow, a movie to check out by all means. Whether you do it in the theaters, where you, you pay the thirty bucks, and if you have a family with kids and a wife and and you know parents who might want to come over and watch it with you, by all means, pay that thirty bucks. You're gonna save some serious cash as opposed to going to the theaters. I still paid the thirty bucks, even though I don't have any of those things. <laughs> but that's a little bit dictated by my work schedule and knowing that I wasn't gonna get to the theaters anytime soon to check it out. But I do still want to check it out on that big screen. So I will be there at some point watching the Black Widow, hopefully in a very empty theater by the time I get around to it. We'll see how it goes. But yes, that's our review. Two enthusiastic, two enthusiastic thumbs up from both Reagan and myself. And yeah, that is the this week. Thank you so much for sticking around, checking it out. I hope you had a fun time with our conversation. I know it was a little all over the place. It wasn't quite an A, B to C conversation. But I thought that led, led to some fun stuff, some fun discourses, and, and getting down some fun uh, some fun avenues of exploration with the review. So hopefully you enjoyed that. Please, by all means, make sure you're supporting us on social media. It's at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show. With all your friends, family, loved ones, enemies, uh, you know, people you tried to blow up, it, it, it's all good. It's all good. Spread the word. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please, by all means, five-star reviews, the best way for us to punch the algorithm right in the throat and, and, and to blow it up as well, much like Dreykov. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon, and so many, many more. And with that being said, my name is Tom. This is the TomCast Podcast. And we will have to thank the official members of Pophead Nation before we go because they are the ones who keep the lights on. You can join up, sign, the, sign up for the nation, get access to the bonus content at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Thank you so much to our current Patreons, the Aspenil Chody, the Batman of A-Park, Jeff Nail, co-hosting The Ring Ear, a great music podcast. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Chris Pereira Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California, coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Thank you all so much for being Patreons, supporting the show, and uh, yeah, don't worry. More bonus content coming your way very, very soon. Now that Loki's wrapped up, more content coming your way. Brace for impact on that, trust me. <laughs> All right, that being said, we'll be back very, very soon. The, the TomCast podcast cannot be stopped. We cannot be slowed down. We will go on forever and ever and ever. We will play one more scene from Black Widow on our way out of here. But in the meantime, ciao, babes. There's a reason why I'm telling you this, okay? Trust me. I am reaching for fish. Oh, I lose balance. Ah, splash. My hands go in the river. In this weather, frostbite sets in quick. My father, he go toilet on my hands. Oh my God. Urine is oh 35 God. degrees Celsius, oh staves God. off the frostbite. How is this relevant? You know, fathers. So the tribe drops its third straight on this trip, six to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. 
You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! And I'm a big fan of your beer too.